Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Dylan, and I'm coming to you with a word from our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. Ever since we joined the Believe Podcast Network, BetOnline has been our staple sponsor, and I'm just here to tell you that our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports odds. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's NBA Finals and the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that is capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and to get into action. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntzinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network. And guys, we are winding down. The NBA draft is within 24 hours. I, I can't believe it. We're no longer knee, waist, shoulder, nose deep. Like we are, we are into the thick of it, of the NBA draft coverage. And I'm joined by a couple of my compatriots here. First of all, we've got my partner in crime, the one and only, the man that has experienced technical difficulties, the Alex Roy. Alex, how are you, sir? What's up, man? I've, I've, I've been better. You know, my, my, uh, my Wi-Fi is not working for me for, for some reason. Uh, so I'm, L- I'm on LTE, so we'll see how that goes, man. All right. Well, hey, we, we hear you great right now, so let's just hope that we keep the good times rolling. Um mm-hmm. Somebody else that we can hear very well right now. It is my guy rocking the Avalanche shirt as he watches the Stanley Cup finals. Matty Moles. How are you, Matty Moles? I'm good. Uh, I'm a little nervous about this game. I'm a little excited about what's happening tomorrow night. Um, I've seen 14,605,000 possibilities into the future, and I think I know the one that's going to happen. So it'll be really fun to get into that later. Maddie Strange, I, I can't wait until the timeline gets to see the meme that I crafted, the cursed meme that I crafted. <laughs> and last but not least, the last time we heard from this man, he was still in college. This man has since graduated. This man has trying to move to the Big Apple. This man is making all kinds of big moves. It, it is the one, the only, the underscore three cone Connor. How are you, Connor? Uh, very stressed and very excited. Uh, you know, last year we got pick six. I was like this year getting picked two. I'm like, Oh, I don't have to worry about trade-ups. Like we're going to get one of the top three guys. And instead I've been worried about a trade-up from 12 and as well as all the other stuff that's happening in the league. We had the Jeremy Grant trade today, uh, thunder legend, Jeremy Grant, shout out to him. So just a lot happening, a lot of possibilities. Uh, this is probably one of the most like unsure moments like i've like i've felt before a draft in the nba 
since I started following it, like mm-hmm. so much is up in the air. Uh, I'm feeling good about who the Thunder are probably hopefully going to get at two, uh, the guy that I've been pushing for the whole time. So I'm excited, but very, very nervous. I thought, you know, last year was the most nervous I would be. And no, I'm way more nervous this year, it seems. So, yeah, no, I, I 100% understand, man. Like, I mean, you know, it feels like we know what's going to happen at the top, like, and we're going to get into, like, you know, the reports and everything like that, but you just never know with Presty, and, uh, you know, that there's a little bit of uncertainty there, but uh, before we get into all that, um, you know, I, you know, you touched on the Jeremy Grant trade, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Mark Stein put on his sub stack, something that he's been hearing constantly in his conversation with NBA front offices. And it's just expect a mass amount of trades tomorrow. And it looks like the floodgates are open today. Um, I don't know if anybody's got the full details of that deal, but Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out that Portland has acquired Jeremy Grant, not for the number seven pick in the NBA draft, like many uh, assumed that it would be, uh, but uh, was it a 2027 or the 2025 pick 2025 bucks pick which is ah. basically confirmed to be picked like 25 through 30 it is top five protected i want to say i think something tells me it's that protection is not going to matter <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I'm, a lot a lot like our uh, our denver pick for 2027 See, that's the difference, though. Like, you know, this this is three <laughs> picks into the future. This is five picks into the future. So, you know, and I mean, hey, Giannis is, you know, knock on wood, been more dur- durable than, uh, you know, some some of the other guys in the league. So, what, what we're hope we're hoping that it doesn't convey as uh, as well as ours will. But yeah, you know, we was kind of talking before the pod about how you know there was all this talk about you know Portland having interest in Jeremy Grant. And, you know, the talk was that it would probably involve the number seven pick. And then lo and behold, like it doesn't even touch the top of this draft. So Portland has Jeremy Grant now. They still have the number seven pick. There's some deals that are out there. Uh, Cone, you know, being our resident NBA expert, like what what do you think about what the Blazers are doing? I mean, I like I like the Jeremy Grant move a lot. I've been a huge uh I've been really skeptical about what the Blazers have been doing. I still think some of the trades they made didn't make a lot of sense um, and they didn't get great returns, but it seemed like pick seven was something they were going to have to give up to get Jeremy Grant. And I hated that idea. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pick seven is one of their most valuable assets. And for a team that is really not in a great spot asset wise, they had to hold on to that. And so I like Jeremy Grant as like a really like he's like a decent two option, but I think he's more of like a pretty good three option on a championship team. So I still think they need to go out and get another really solid player to put next to Dame, Jeremy Grant, uh, Anthony Simons, Norkic in them. Maybe that is with pick seven, but the fact that they were able to hold on to pick seven while getting a guy like Jeremy Grant, who does compliment Dame really well, he's a good defender, he can hit the three, he doesn't really need the ball in his hands that often, I think that's huge for them. So uh, that's huge for them. And then the rumor that they're talking with uh, Toronto about maybe moving seven for Ojana Nobi could be crazy. Uh you know, maybe they want more of like a star star type player, but Oji Ananobi, if you put out a lineup of Dame, Anthony Simons, Ananobi, Jeremy Grant, and Yusuf Nurkic, that's a really, really good team. 
Uh, they've got some offensive firepower in the backcourt. They're way better defensively. So the Blazers are making moves uh, for all the stuff. I know some Thunder fans and Blazers fans have kind of this rivalry. I got to give them credit because I think what they're trying to do right now makes a lot of sense. Um, I still don't think they'll be able to really catch like a Clippers or a Denver or Golden State, like teams like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're trying and I can respect that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like. If they were to like acquire OG and Anobi, and um, you know, Maddie, I'll, I'll just talk about that in a second. Like, you know, going from like one of the worst defenses in the league last year in the Portland Trailblazers, like throwing out like laughable lineups, like that make our lineups look noticeable. Um, if you add Jeremy Grant, OG, and Anobi to that team, like that defense just instantly changes. Like it's game changing. Like you're talking rim protection with Jeremy Grant, you're talking like perimeter defense switchable defense with both of those guys like i mean yeah it, it would be huge pickups for the trailblazers uh moles you know we we was kind of talking in our uh in our group chat about you know the possibility of the blazers adding in an ob uh you kind of brought up uh i guess like a framework of what that might look like yeah so like josh hart um he has a non-guaranteed contract it's like 12 million dollars that would certainly help um start matching the salary it's only like 17 million i think for um for og this next year i'm gonna go back in and double check that real quick great podcasting here i know check the spot rack but um it's it's one of those so yeah 17.3 so they're not that far off they can make that work throw in a little or something like that just to make the the numbers match and then of course draft compensation to get seven to toronto um and i've penciled in i've circled benedict matherin as the guy that they would want canadian star being able to fit in uh do a lot of things off ball and with what they would want to do there uh with the other guys that are ball dominant and he would fit seamlessly in that system. So I think it makes sense for both sides to get something like that done. Um, and then Hart is another really solid piece that they can add to their rotation. They being Toronto, uh, because they do want to compete. Um, they have a framework for a team that can be really competitive out East. And so I think something like that works. Maybe they can get more for OG. I don't know about draft compensation in this draft that they could do that's better mm-hmm. because I don't think like they get to four Detroit. I think they have much bigger aspirations. Maybe they trade, they'd be willing to trade five for Ananobi uh, and try to bring in Aiton, but I think that they want something bigger than that. So something along those lines is what I would expect if a deal is struck between portland and toronto tomorrow yeah and alex you know a couple weeks ago i think when me and you kind of did a uh i think we did like a mailbag and uh we talked about the idea of bringing og OG and an obn on the thunder and um you know given what moles presented as a potential uh package for the blazers uh you think we'd be able to beat that like what would what would your package be uh do you think that we could beat that. It'd be worth beating that. Do you think that it'd make us too good? What you thinking? Well, I mean, it just, it kind of depends on what the Blazers, I mean, uh, what the Raptors want, you know, in this draft, you know, so if they're, you know, if it's something that, you know, they, they want to get that's at seven, then, 
you know, there's no way that we can really compete with that at 12. Uh, now, if they want to go ahead and get assets um, and go ahead and, you know, maybe get picks for the future so that they can make, you know, bigger moves, um, you know, we're, we're their guy. Um, but in this draft, if they're wanting to get up to a guy that they really like, seven is the way to go as opposed to 12. So, you know, we may not have enough ammunition to, to give them what they want if they want something in this draft very badly. Yeah, I get all that. And, you know, it's like I said, you know, o, like OG's a great player. Like, you know, he'd be awesome. I think that he's an improvement on, from Lou Dort just, you know, I mean, defensively especially just because, like, he gives you more versatility um, with his length and his size and his athleticism. So, um, like, he, he would be a great fit. I just question if he would be, like, too good to bring in at this point, if he makes us too good and kind of pushes us a little bit further away from the Wimby sweepstakes than we'd want to be. But uh, we talked way too long about the point with Trailblazers, and that's my fault. I was directing the conversation. Um, but, guys, I mean, this is Top Thunder podcast. We got the number two pick in the draft. And all reports are indicating uh, Wojnarowski was on ESPN last night. And he doubled down today saying that it looks like Chet Holmgren's going to be in Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I think last night he said it kind of looks like it's been his plan. They're playing all along. I think tonight it said he said that uh, Chet's camp believes he's going to be a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I mean, Connor's over here fist pumping. Uh, Alex is doing a dance. I just can't see because his camera's off. Um, yeah, I mean, we're very excited about this. And, uh, you know, before we get into like, you know, the whole Chet Holmgren, we have a skeptic on the pod. We have somebody that doesn't buy into the scuttlebutt, doesn't buy into the smoke. Uh, Matty Moles, despite the man, the myth, the legend, Wojnarowski himself saying it, you still don't believe Chet Holmgren is going to be the pick. Why? <laughs> um, well, our pick. I don't think he's going to be our pick. I don't think we're going to have a chance to get him. Um Look, Chet's been number one on my board this entire process. I, if we walk away with Chet, I'm going to be thrilled. I want to be wrong on this. I just see it differently. I see a whole chain of events happening starting at one. That's going to make things look a little murkier than what people are taking as just gospel at this point. Um, I, I think the Suggs relationship matters. I think the the fact that the medicals were shared to Orlando and OKC. Wasserman saying one thing, but everybody else is saying the medicals were shared with the top two teams. Yeah, I trust he worked out over Wasserman. He he worked out for both for both teams, right? The the relationship matters, the kid matters, all those things, but I I think at the end of the day, Orlando's going to look at this and say, there's no way we can pass on Chet. I know that Bar Jabari Smith makes a lot of sense. I know they have a lot of guys at the five, but they're not going to let Bull Bull <laughs> and um, Mamba number five like impact them. Wendell Carter Jr. isn't going to prevent them from from getting Chet. 
They could play Chet at the four alongside him if they need to. And actually, that's a better, that's a pretty nice fit. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be Chet, and we need to be prepared for that because what are you going to do if, if you know, is it going to be, is it going to be Silver or is it, is it going to be uh, Tatum that comes up? It's Silver Who's, for the draft. Okay. So he's, he's cleared. He's yeah. out of health and safety protocols at this point. Uh, well, I That's, see. I didn't know that. I just thought you meant like in general. But yeah, I mean, if I figured, all, if all yeah, together. I, I figured that would be bigger news if he wasn't. So yeah, I, okay. You know, I'm thinking he. Is, yeah. Um, okay. So Silver gets up there and says, "With the first pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select Chet Holmgren, forward Gonzaga." Like, are you prepared emotionally for what that looks like? Yeah, I mean. I, I think it's going to happen. I'm, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, go ahead, Alex. I'd say, yeah, it's, I'm prepared for that. It's called Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to prepare because we're getting him at two. <laughs> <laughs> for okay. those of you guys that are just listening, because that's everybody, Cone has been booing on mute, leaving booze in the chat, like just preying on Maddie Bull's downfall ever ever since that point. Not on Maddie's downfall, just on the <laughs> downfall of this take in particular. Other than that, Maddie, you know, the rest of your it's, takes, it's, they're okay. It's all love, man. I get it. I get it. <laughs> we all yeah. have our agendas to push. That, that, There's no agenda. It's not an agenda. It's what I, I think is going to happen. I don't know. I, what if you, you could be working for some – Orlando, you could be an Orlando Magic insider, some kind of sleeper agent. Like I don't know, man. He is, he is working for the Avengers. <laughs> I'm yeah. All, all I'm saying is the way that Woj was talking about, like this is like Woj. This he is like the guy. The way that he was talking about on ESPN, like he was talking about as if it was like the most done of deals. He was like mm-hmm. when he was when he was describing like, and I mean you're not wrong. It definitely could happen that they. Because it's like there's a clock. Like at the last second, they go, and we're gonna go Chet. Like it could happen. Um, but just the way he was talking about it, he was like, like Chet Holmgren is adding another piece to this Oklahoma City Thunder rebuild. Like he was almost talking about like the draft had happened already. Um, so maybe that's just that combined with the fact that Chet's been my number one, and he I think would be perfect on this team that's got me feeling this way and feeling more and more confident. Maybe. <clears throat> I'll be completely stunned, uh, like you said, and not emotionally prepared. I'll fall to my knees uh, in front of my TV. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm feeling good about it is what we'll go with. Not stressed at all. Yeah, and, you know, shout out at Thunder Focus and also at Nittany Lion 02 Keenan. Um, they were uh, – well, Thunder Focus, obviously, like he's aggregating everything that's going out about, like, the draft and stuff. But Keenan uh, commented on it and threw in this part. So, you know, like we said, Woj was on ESPN for like a trade or not a trade, a draft preview. And he was talking about the number one pick and talking about the one who Orlando Maddox are going to select. And Keenan was the one that said, you know, the line before is more telling. And this is how he started out. He said, I don't think it was an easy decision before he ultimately said all indications point to the magic taking Jabari Smith Jr. And the way that he said, I don't think it was an easy decision. Maybe Woj is just speaking out of turn, but it makes it sound like it's a done deal. Like it makes it sound like the decision has been made. You know, they you know, they did go back and forth between Chet and Jabari, but ultimately it seems like, you know, they're going to go with Jabari. So, you know, like, like, you know, 
you got to guard your heart. Like there is a possibility that they change their mind. Like I get that, but I, I think when Adrian Wojnarowski says something, I tend to take it to the bank, especially in national television. Like that's, that, that's a huge kicker, but there are few men I trust more in this world than Woj. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and this, and this is, this is the beautiful thing about having the second pick in this draft is, you know, if, you know, we, you know, we, we are expecting Holmgren to be the, be there at two, but if he isn't, the consolation prize is probably just as good and might be a better fit with, for this team as far as Jabari Smith Jr. Or even if we know we go crazy and we go, you know, Paolo Bancaro, mm-hmm. the, the fit is there. The need is there. You know, we, we are a team that is pretty bare as far as the cupboards go, as far as like talent, like we have some talented players, um, but it basically stops at around two or three players. And then after that, it's a lot of role players, a lot of guys that probably won't be in the league in about five years. Um, and so, you know, having the number two pick gives us a ton of options and gives us a ton of, of hope that we do get a player that, that will be a, a star or be a, just a, a high quality starter in this league for years to come. Yeah. And, you know, kind of touching on what Maddie said, like, let's, let's say for a second that the Orlando Magic do take Chet Holmgren. And let's say Sam Presti came up to you. He was like, all right, it's between Jabari or Paolo. Like, who are you going to take? Alex already said he's taking Jabari. Um, Moles, are you, Never mind. I'm not going to ask what you're going to do because you're going to be like, it's part one and seven part plan. No, we'll get to that in a second. So, Cohen, are you taking Jabari or Paolo? Um, it's very close. I I feel like it's a pretty hard decision. Um, instincts tell me to go Jabari just because I think he fits really well for this mm-hmm. team. Um, the shooting ability with Shea would be an incredible pairing. Um, and I think he's got a lot of defensive potential as well. Paolo does worry me a little bit defensively, even though he's probably the most polished offensive player in this class right now. Uh, I think I'd lean Jabari just in terms of, I think those two players are like 1A, 1B for me, and, or 2A, 2B, because Chet's number one. Uh, but just kind of the defensive versatility and a little bit better fit makes me go Jabari. Yeah. Molds, I shouldn't have cut you off. If I was going to make you choose between Jabari and Paolo, who would you take? No, don't worry about that. Um, I would take Jabari. Jabari is higher on my board. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I like a lot of what he has to offer. Elite shooting, elite switchability, a lot of things that we value. Uh, ability to get your shot off against anyone <laughs> with that, uh, what, 6'10 frame. Very high release. Like, I think it's, I think it fits well. Um, if we were staying at two, but there is another timeline and there are other possibilities. So I could get into that now or I could wait. Just wait. Just, just, just a second. We'll, we'll get into that. I promise. Um, I'm just going to say that, you know, uh, my last big board I put out there, I think uh, I saw, I definitely moved Chet up to one and I had Palo at two still and Jabari at three. Uh, I think when I put out my big board tomorrow, my final big board, I'm going to have Chet at one and I'm going to have Jabari at two and Paolo at three. So, uh, Alex, if you still have Paolo at one, I'm sorry that I betrayed you off of that train. I, I don't. I don't. Know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't. Well, 
still, I'm I'm sorry for betraying you. I mean, it, it's just been like this. This draft class has been stupid, man. Like, I mean, it's every other day. Like, I'm second guessing myself. Like, who's number one? And you know, finally, honestly, is when I started to write that article I wrote about Chet Holmgren, and I was like trying to find a sound clip that I knew was said in my head, and I was like going back through all these podcasts, listening to what all these guys said about Chet Holmgren. And, like, the more I dove into it and, like, really listened, it was just, like, it's no-brainer, man. Like, he's number one. And, like, it's not even close. Just like the article said. Just like Jaden Ivey said, it's Chet and it's not even close. So, yeah, Chet's my number one. And I, I like Jabari there for all the reasons Cone said, for all the reasons Maddie said. And, um, you know, it's that not is, sad. And that is, definitely, that is definitely the worry. That is, you know, the, the, the magic are full of, very smart basketball people and at the last minute those very smart basketball people could be like you know what why are we overthinking this i know we got centers we can trade them we can do whatever you know we can you know we don't have to re-sign mama number five we don't have to you know we can just go ahead and go with chet and have an elite player right there so that's i mean that is the worry that is you know maddie is definitely on to something that's something that i've brought up before is that at the last minute Orlando may be like, hey, you know, let's let's go check. Yeah, and it is funny that, uh, you know, our guys at No Ceiling, uh, Tyler Rucker and Corey Toloba, they wrote a collab piece. Um, I don't know if it was titled Don't Overthink It, but the basis behind it was Don't Overthink It, Take Chet Holmgren. And Jeremy Wu put out a piece this morning that was saying Don't Overthink It, and he was talking about Jabari Smith Jr., so – now, the, you've, you've got two different schools of thought happening there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But let's move down in the draft a little bit, guys. So, like, the reports, like, it's been consistent between Gavoni, Jake Fisher. Like, you know, it's been consistent everywhere. I think Jeremy Wu also reported it, that the Thunder are looking to aggressively move up from pick 12 in the draft. Um, the targets that they, quote, unquote, covet are Jaden Ivey, Shaden Sharp. But – you know, there's also some other players that are potential trade-up candidates there. So uh, let's let's start with Cone. Cone, who's a guy that if the Thunder traded up from 12 that you would hope that they are trading up for? I mean, obviously, like Jay Nivey would be incredible. Uh, I personally don't think – I don't think we're going to get him. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to get up that far to mm-hmm. four. I think that um, <laughs> Maddie is gesturing – um, because that's part of his massive Dr. Strange level, like harebrained scheme that he's drawn up for the draft, <laughs> um, which I applaud hundred percent. I think it's incredible. The thing that he's put together. Um, I just don't think it's realistic that we're going to move up to get him. I just don't think it makes mm-hmm. um, a lot of sense. Uh, I think there are going to be better offers out there. I don't think they want to move down to 12 and we don't have that many win now pieces. Like the, I'm guessing the Kings want like a pretty solid player. Uh, we've got guys, of course, like Dort, Kenrich Williams, but, uh, and apparently Isaiah Roby is a piece that some teams are interested in, but I don't think that's enough to move the needle for them. And I really don't want to give up Dort, especially if we're moving up to just like a pick seven or an eight, which I think is a lot more realistic. I think eight might be our sweet spot to move up mm-hmm. with the Pelicans. Um, it seems like they might be interested in Usman Zhang. There's also a lot of just solid pieces there that are going to be there at 12 anyways. Uh, but I, I really like the idea of picking up Shane Sharp. 
I like his potential a lot. Dylan, I'm sure you would be ecstatic if we picked him up um, being a Kentucky guy. But I just think like Shaden feels like he's I'm high on him. Some people are low. I know there's like the whole spectrum from some people think he'll be a superstar to some people think he's going to be like Jordan Clarkson or worse. Um, I like Shaden's game a lot. I think that he would be an incredible pickup. If we walked out of the draft with Chet and Shaden Sharp, it would be like one of the greatest days of my life. I think that would be an incredible win in the draft. And if we have to give up like Kenny, if we've got to give up, um, one of the young pieces like a like a Teo or a, a Roby, like one of those smaller pieces, plus some picks, whatever we've got to give up. I don't want to give up Dort to move up just oh, a few spots. Oh, dear, dear um, God, please guard my heart with the whole yeah, giving up no. Teo. Like, uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shay was calling shit. I don't know if you saw Shay put that picture up on his Instagram story yesterday with Teo up on yeah. the wall. And he was like, bro, you're ugly. So. <laughs> It sounds like there's locker room chemistry issues, Alex. I'm sorry. He also um, did not wish him a happy birthday on his that's birthday. That's true. <laughs> the two things Shay has done recently are called tail ugly and not wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> I think it's over, Alex. Um, <laughs> but just, I think eight feels like that sweet spot. Uh, Woj, I believe, said earlier that he thinks Shaden Sharp's range is from six to nine. Um, so something like that. Uh, we would have to move up probably to eight because I don't nine is going to be kind of a weird spot with the Spurs. Maybe mm-hmm. they've been rumored to be interested in Zhang too. So maybe they'd be willing to move down, but eight feels like that spot to me. So I'm fingers crossed. We can get a guy like Shaden Sharp, who I think has a ridiculous amount of potential. I mean, a lineup of Shay, Giddy, Shaden, Chet, whoever else you want to throw in there is incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, Jerry's not on the pod right now. So like, I'm taking his spot of, like, get out of my head cone. Like, you know, we're on the same page here. Like, obviously, like, you know, you, you say, like, I'm excited about Shaden Sharp because of the U.K. thing, but, like, the fact of the matter is he didn't play at U.K., so I can't be that excited about a former U.K. player playing. But Fair, fair. I, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I love the idea of Sharp's game. Like, a guy that's six foot six, seven foot wingspan, like, built like a truck. Um, you, you know, he's really light and quick on his feet. Uh, explosive, ridiculous athleticism, ridiculous shot-making abilities. And, you know, despite, like, uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was J. Kyle Mann in his uh, video breakdown of him, you know, talking about how before he was, like, uh, before he was, like, featured as the the scorer on his, like, uh, AAU team and stuff, like he was a willing passer. Like he was, like he wasn't like an advanced passer, but he was a willing passer. He wasn't like just this ball hog that so many people want to make him out to be off of the EYBL circuit and everything. Um, and, you know, with all the things like we've talked about, like the connection with, you know, Dwayne Washington, his handler, his advisor, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, serving the same role he did uh, with Shea Gotes Alexander, you know, having that instant connection, having, um, more access to that player than any other team. And apparently the Thunder have done their due diligence more than any other team on Shaden Sharp in the league. You know, if we got the Woj notification in the middle of the spaces they're going to be doing tomorrow, that the Thunder are trading up to eight or seven, like that's the first name that's going to pop into my mind is Shaden Sharp. And I'm with you, man. Like if we walked out with Shaden Sharp and Chet Holmgren from this draft, like – I don't care if we have Barney the Dinosaur on the roster as well. Like, it's going to be a euphoric experience. So, I'm right there with you. I'm taking Jerry's spot. We're on the same page, Go. Dylan, do you – I think 
I, I think you misspelled David Roddy. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Not Barney the D- Dinosaur. David Dylan, Roddy. do you consider Shaden Sharp in a UK legend is what I'm curious about. Yes, yeah, he's, he's absolutely okay. a Kentucky legend. Perfect. That's yeah. exactly the answer I was looking for. <laughs> Kentucky and Thunder legend part two next to Shea coming soon. He's a, he's a Kentucky legend in infamy, not, not so much the, the famous, the fame Kentucky legend. But um, Alex, I'm going to ask you before I ask Moles because uh, we're going to kind of transition Moles' question into our next section. So if we were to trade up, is Shaden Sharp a name you're looking at? Jaden Ivey a name you're looking at? Or you got somebody else you're looking at? I mean, to get up to Jaden Ivey, you got to get up to four or five. Like that's mm-hmm. you know he's he's not gonna fall, um, and I think five is falling for him. Like I think that's as that's as low as he's gonna go. Um, if we do move up, let's say seven or eight to that to that range, um, I, I honestly you know I would like Sharp. Don't get me wrong, um, but Benedict Matherin is somebody that I am am really starting to like late in the process, and I would love if the Thunder target him. And it's it's one of those things where, you know, the, the Thunder aren't talking about, you know, they're not being talked about with Matherin. Sharp, you know, he's being talked about with the Thunder. Um, Dyson Daniels, you know, even though he hasn't worked out for them, you know, people have kind of looked at that and said, okay, he's very, he's very Giddy-like. He, you know, he has a relationship with Giddy. And so that connects him. Um, but, you know, it, for some reason, those Montrealers, I, I just love like, – they have that dog in them. And, you know, between Dort, between Chris Boucher uh, over in Toronto, uh, they just play a different brand of basketball that I really like and that it's very easy to fall in love with. And Matherin has that game. Um, and so I, I would love for them to target Matherin. I think he is the best of both worlds when it comes to, like, Griffin, when it comes to, um, you know, Dyson Daniels, all those other guards out there, all those other wings out there, I think he is, he is the best of all those worlds um, put together. I'm a big Matherin guy as well. I like, I like Matherin's game a lot. If we were like, if we traded up, Shane's not there. I'm, I mean, hell, even if we wanted to go him over Shaden, I wouldn't complain. I think Matherin is really, really good, Alex. I'm right with you there. Yeah, we, we like Matherin on the Top of Thunder podcast. We like him so we can call him the mathlete. That's that I mean the, the t-shirts, like the t-shirt possibilities with Bennett Matherin on the team, the mathlete t-shirts are just like insane. So uh, that's the most important part of this process is that we get great t-shirt ideas. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we, we was a little bit late on the game with the Josh Getty stuff. So we're, we're trying to be ahead of the curve here. So mathlete shirts are being mass produced as we speak. And if we don't take Benedict Matherin, you know, we will ship them to Goodwill. So Maddie Moles in a joint question, sir. So this is, this is where you get to go full Maddie strange and transition into our next topic as well. Because when I say bold, like this is, this is bold. Like this is like, like 50 size font bold. Um, who is your trade up target? I'm not even going to say that. Just walk through your trade scenario because this is your trade up scenario. And this is also your bold prediction. So 
Maddie Strange, you have the floor, sir. Let's step into your Sanctum Santorum. <laughs> All right. So 14,605 possibilities that could happen. Uh, and I've seen them all. And there's one way that we win. Well, we win eh, that, that I see happening here, right? So I've already told you that I think Orlando goes Chet. That's number one on Presti's board. Presti will have the next three guys in a similar tier. And there's one possibility that really allows us to, to maximize what we want to do as far as trading down and potentially trading back up. So we trade down with Sacramento. Right now we could hold firm. The big three get there. Ivy doesn't want to play there. Do they really take Keegan Murray at four? A lot of leverage, a lot of stress on them. They could go get a lot for that, but maybe not the win now player and kind of mortgaging a little bit of their future because they're not getting as a lead of a prospect. Jabari Smith fits really well right alongside Domus and right alongside Fox and Davion Mitchell. They say, yep, bet they trade with the Thunder. They give us their 2023 pick next year unprotected. They have a mindset that they're going to make the playoffs anyway. It's a you know, get rich or die trying type of scenario for them. So OKC trades down to four. That leaves the Rockets sitting at three. Paolo Bancaro, everybody's thinking, right? Like that's that's what they want. That's perfect for them. A lot of smokes come out about OKC loving Ivy, potentially taking him at two. The common consensus is, oh, they traded down to four. They're just going to get Ivy there. Not so fast, my friend, uh, as Lee Corso would say. Detroit is enamored with Ivy. They just cleared up space. They got rid of Grant. They're potentially going to be bringing in DeAndre Ayton. They want to pair Ivy with Cade Cunningham and put him right alongside Sadiq Bay, and they're, they're going to have their core. So they do a trade with Houston to move up to jump OKC because they want to get Ivy to pair with Cunningham. And all the PR that we've had about the Ivy smoke has led us to this point because Presti's sitting there and he wanted Bancaro all along at four if Chet was gone. That's what he wanted to do. And so he was going to trade down, get an additional asset to help with the Wimby sweepstakes. And we got Bancaro on a similar tier as Smith and Ivy for him. Notice that Bancaro walked back some of his statements uh, today about what it would look like to, to play for OKC, how he's got no animosity towards them, all that stuff. Kind of interesting. It's smart, good business decision for him, good PR move, and, and helps us there. So we get him at four. That leaves, uh, that leaves Houston to take Keegan Murray. Going to fit really nice alongside um, Green, and what they're trying to do there, a guy that can do a lot. I think he's a much better player than people give him credit for. But Houston was able to gather a lot of other assets in this deal. And Detroit just made it worth their while. Indy, I had Daniels picked here a week ago. And apparently he wowed them in, in workouts like two days ago. Like workout of his life. I think that Daniels goes there. Toronto trades up with Portland. They get Benedict Matherin and then uh, add him right along their core. I think that makes a lot of sense. Portland 
win now, trying to build around Dame, which leads us to eight. So there are three guys that are that are high on the Pelicans board, and I could very well see them staying here, but this is where our trade-up scenario really kind of settled. Um, Dyson Daniels and Benedict Matherin are the top two players that the Pelicans want in this range. Both of those guys went six and seven. That could do one of two things, either force the Pelicans to just take their guy, wash their hands, and move on, or they could try to move back and, and get assets, get a Mitchich who can really help facilitate things. I think that's where he ends up going. Um, their general manager was just over there. I think they probably met in Turkey, like a lot of dots to connect there. So OKC trades up to eight and they take shade on sharp. And I think I would love sharp. I would really love Ivy if we can move up and get Ivy and keep two and get Chet like Chet and Ivy is the dream scenario. The I've had blood flow to one part of my body for four hours. I got to call a doctor type of scenario, but I don't think that that's going to happen. I would also <laughs> like Keegan Murray. I would also like Benedict Matherin. I would like Dyson Daniels. There are a lot of guys in that zone, the quote unquote bitter beer face zone as down to dunk has called it. Um, there are a lot of guys there that I think fit really well with what we're doing. And then to round out the top 10, Jeremy Sohan, I think he goes to the Spurs. A lot of talk about a big. I think that's too early for, for Duran. I, I just don't see it there. And then uh, Johnny Davis uh, taking some Taco Bell to the nation's capital at 10 with the Wizards. So that's the scenario. It's on Twitter. Flame me when it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, that means we got Chet and I don't care. And I'm ready for all the hate. What did it cost you? Everything. And I'm okay with that. And if it does happen, you will see the Maddie Strange meme for the rest of your life. And I mean, like every day, good. Maddie Strange will be popping up on your timeline. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, I mean, it's Palo and Sharp. Like, I'm, I'm not mad at it. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you could do a lot worse in the draft, but I mean, you're, I, I there's just, there's so many trades, man. There's so many things that have to happen. Everybody right now is predicting chaos and yeah. that's chaos. Yeah. But chaos at the top, like that never happens. Like that many trades at the top. Like, I mean, it, that'd be it fun. Does if <clears throat> It okay. does if Woj and everybody else is saying that Jabari Smith goes one and all of a sudden the magic uh, leave Jabari Smith at the altar because they just can't commit to him and they go to the person they should have been with all along in Chet Holmgren. Like, yeah. that I, that's chaos. I guess you could see some teams scrambling. It'll be interesting. Uh, I got to tell you what, if I'm going to be on the spaces with you tomorrow and if the magic take Chet Holmgren... I don't know if we're going to be able to contain your giddy excitement about like it's happening. I want, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. I want to get a Chet Holmgren shirt so bad. Uh, we've got some things in the works. If he is with us, like potential shirt ideas, don't want to say them here because I don't want anybody to steal our ideas, but like I want to buy one of those shirts. I'll be one of the first ones on Bonfire to get that in the queue. Yeah. I got you, man. Well, hey, guys, before we get into our bold predictions, let's take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. 
All right, guys, and we are back now from a word from our sponsors, jumping right back into the remainder of our bold predictions. Uh, it's been a while since I heard from Alex. Alex, I'm going to jump to you, man. What is your bold prediction for this draft? Man, I don't know how I can top anything that Maddie just said right there, but uh, we're batting, we're, uh, we're playing for second at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, my bold prediction is that Mitchich helps us get um, helps us get Shaden Sharp. Mm. Whether that is through New Orleans, whether that is through Washington, um, I do believe that the throw-in for the Al Horford, Danny Green trade um, is what gets us Shaden Sharp. Um, and so that's going to be my bold prediction. I don't know how bold that is. I'm not really necessarily looking for too bold, too spicy. Um, but, yeah, that's my bold prediction. All right. Colin, about you, man, what's your bold prediction for this draft? I'm going to go a bit more on this. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit more to, like, the trades uh, outside of the Thunder. Okay. I think that we see at least three star caliber players traded. Malcolm Brogdon, John Collins, and Ojan Anobi. I think all three of those guys, if not more, are traded at some point tomorrow, whether it's before or during the draft. All three of those guys are moving teams. What about Woj calling a shot on the – the ESPN thing last night, who was like, he didn't say like, you know, Malcolm Brogdon might be traded. It's like, it looks like Malcolm Brogdon is going to be traded tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He said like, also the thing he said about the Sixers, like if you haven't been called and offered Matisse Thibel and pick 23 for something at this point, your phone's <laughs> been off. Um, we're going <laughs> to get a lot of trades tomorrow. I'm going to add on to it. I say we get at least 10 trades tomorrow. All right. I like it. Yeah. Um, my bold prediction the last time we had bold prediction was uh, that we end up with Chet and Shaden Sharp somehow, some way. Um, I guess it's not really bold to say this, but uh, just kind of reading the tea leaves, um, kind of like Combe was laying out. I promise, like, we, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but just trading with New Orleans Pelicans to eight to get sharp and for them to grab their guy and Usman Zhang at number 12, I think it makes a lot of sense for both sides. I mean, apparently uh, the Pelicans really like Usman Zhang. They're, he's really high up on their board. He had a private workout in Miami with them, and apparently, like, he really caught their eye. So, you know, more power to them, and it gives us the opportunity for Shaden Sharp and RIP to KC and – uh, Zhang Gang trans transitioning on to the Big Easy. So, yeah, I'm I'm predicting that we trade up with the Pelicans and we get Shaden Sharp. We got Chet Holmgren. So, that is my bold prediction. Um, before we get into this mock draft, uh, I want to ask you guys: Do you feel like we make that pick at 34? You feel like it's getting traded out? You feel like it's going to be part of an another smaller move you think we're going to try to trade up a little bit higher in the first round like uh what are you thinking Moles? right now honestly i i think it's going to be part of the the deal that that helps us get up to eight but that it's it's just because it's so hard to gauge how valuable mitchich is right do people mm -hmm. see him as like a late first round type of guy and then maybe we really don't need to add 34 um, there's certainly one person that I really want at that spot. Um, well, 
too, depending on how the first two picks go. But I, I think it's part of the deal that moves us up to eight. And I think that honestly, after eight, we're done. Who would you want at that spot if we pick? Just curious. You want me to say it? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, man. We, why would we you not? The draft right, is Chris, tomorrow. <laughs> well, well, I'm saying like, because we we're going to do our mock. Christian Coloco, I think if he falls there, I it, I don't care if we take Chet. Like I, Coloco just, he's he's really, really interesting to me. And then Gabriel Prachita, which, you know, we've talked about a lot on this pod. I, I feel like though, he might be like 30. He might go somewhere like really late first. He might go in the 20s if we're being honest. That guaranteed deal. Yeah. Like when you start racking it up from like 25 to 45, like those guys can kind of go anywhere. So yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I do like the idea of the, you know, the non-guaranteed rookie scale slot deal at 34. That gives Presti a lot of versatility, flexibility, whatever, Mm -hmm. with what that contract looks like. Um, which shows why he was more willing to move 30. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think we're done at eight. Okay. Uh, Colin, what about you, man? What's uh, how, how you feel about that, uh, that second round pick? You think that we also end up making it? You think it's part of a trade? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's if we're trading up, I think that pick's involved. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think it makes sense. So, um, if we're picking at 12, then I think we keep it. If we're not picking at 12, I think it's gone. Yeah. Well, if we do pick 34, who, is there anybody you like around that range, you that deep into the draft yet? I mean, I mean, Coloco's a name I like, uh, mm-hmm. like Maddie was saying. I like uh, Coloco's game. Um, it, it is really weird because it really does get, like I was doing a mock earlier on like that on fanspo mm-hmm. and it's it's so hard because like i'm going through it and there's like five or like five or six guys that could go anywhere from like early 20s to like where we're picking there mm-hmm. it's such a weird spot to be in in the draft um but coloco yeah that is a name that i like um there's some other guys that could potentially fall but like i've got no idea at this point who's going to be available there so yeah now i respect it uh, Alex, going to you, man. What what do you think we're gonna do with that thirty fourth pick? Uh, so I think I think we're gonna use thirty four, and we're going to. This may be another bold prediction or whatever, um, but I think we're gonna use some of our cap space to help the team out, maybe late, like in the twenties. Um, that you know possibly needs a little bit of salary cap relief before we head into July 1st. And so we get another first round, late first rounder. Um, and I think Blake Wesley, I, I, you know, kind of liked his game. And uh, I got to talk to him a little bit on the, uh, on the media availability for, for the NBA. And uh, he just seemed like a real kind of thundery type guy. And the Thunder did have a, uh, have a Zoom meeting with him because they wanted to get to, you know, know him and, and know his game and, and, you know, talk to him a little bit. Uh, he said that he models his game after Shea Gilders Alexander. Um, and so kind of like him, if we are in the late first round, but if we stay with 34, I, I really like uh, Gabriel Prichita. Um, just think he's, uh, he's what, he's what Veet, what we thought Veet would be before the injury. Yeah. And you're, you're not biased at all when you're talking about Blake Wesley. <laughs> Nah, man, I'm not. I'm not biased. <laughs> He's practically already a Thunder legend. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm just messing with you, man. It, 
it, it was cool that you got the you got to be on there with the prospects and get it get a chance to talk to them. Um, you know, I, I there's a lot of people that are saying that you know even when we had 30 and 34, I was still in this camp. Like I think there's a lot of value in this draft. I think there's value at the top, the middle, and you know at the in the second round too. I think that like there's a lot of valuable players you can get. So. Even when we had 30 and 34, I was in the camp of saying, like, just take those guys. Like, do what Cresty says. Just bring 20 guys into training camp and, like, let it be a dogfight. Like, let heads roll on the floor. Um, you know, obviously, we don't have pick 30, but I'm kind of in the camp of, like, you know, unless, like, 34, like, if 34 really swings the pendulum on getting a deal done, then sure, send it. But, like, if you could hold on to it, like, there's a lot of players I like in that range. And, uh, the guy that you know both Moles and Roig have mentioned, like Gabriel Prochita, and you gotta you gotta sit when you say it, you gotta do your hand like this, like Gabriel Prochita, like I am all over that guy, like really gets after it defensively, super bouncy. Uh, so he's got that dog in him. He's got a pure jump shot, six foot eight, like literally everything that you could ask for in like a high level role player. Like, I would love Gabriel Pachita, and I'd also love Max Christie. Like, there's a lot of people that think that Christie's probably gone early in the first round, but, you know, it's like you guys were saying. Nobody, like, 25 to 45, like, there's a lot of variance in those players, and who's to say that a team doesn't value somebody that, you know, we would have lower than Christie, higher than Christie. So, uh, if he was there, you know, is another guy that's super long, super – not super athletic, but, you know, good, good enough athlete, really, like, really gets after it defensively and has made strides in defensive improvement and also just has, like, a, just a stupid pure jump shot. So, uh, you know, Max Christie is a guy that I would also like. Um, and funny enough, uh, I, I did a thing for Believe um, saying, like, the guys, like, an ideal draft scenario for me would be getting Chet Holmgren, Shaden Sharp, one of Max Christie, Gabriel Prochita. Like if we walked away with that haul, guys, like that's on like Presty get like it doesn't even get an A plus. Like it's not on the spectrum, like how high a grade I could give that draft. Like that's like I I would be in the camp to push for a play in at that point. And I'm very much team tank. But like if we got like that team, I don't know. That, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Dylan is flipped completely. The dream draft will flip him from the tank. Yeah, it's it's a big if. It's a big if, but yeah, it it would it would be something. But um, guys, I didn't even get a chance to ask. Like, this is bad hosting on my part. Um, you know, we talked about trading up from twelve. If we were to stay at twelve, who is a guy that you think realistically could fall that you would like to be there? We can go a little bit quicker on this because we still got to do a mock draft and. Uh, but let's go ahead and go to Moles. Moles, who's the guy that you think could be there at 12 that you'd like to see fall to us? I mean, so is this saying that we got Chet at two? Yeah. Is this just taking that to the bank? Okay. Yeah, because um, everybody has except you, but it's okay. Anyone of, like, I mean, I would be willing to take this chance on Duran at 12. He's not, like, necessarily my number one. Like, I can see Jang there a little bit. Um. Johnny Davis would be the guy that I would really love to have fall there. I just don't think he makes it past Washington. Um, he would be the guy that like at 10, I'd be like, okay, like let's go, like don't take him. And then he would go and I'd be pissed and mm -hmm. whatever. But 
Yeah, like Griffin, Davis, and Duran are the guys that I would kind of have circled there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I, I love Johnny Davis. A.J. Griffin is the guy that I like the idea of. It seems like he's starting to fall out of, like, to the back of the lottery, but maybe even out of the lottery, which is just kind of wild to think about. Um, but, you know, it will be interesting to see. Uh, Alex, what about you, man? Who, who are you liking as a guy that might fall to 12? I mean, uh, so there's going to be somebody that falls. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we you guys have all said the names, Jalen Duran, you know, AJ Griffin, Johnny Davis, Usman um, Jang. Somebody's going to fall. Somebody's going to Jerry Sohan. Um, and so, again, you know, being position 12, that gives us – you know, that gives us a little bit of wiggle room that we get the person who falls and that person could still be a really, really good player. Um, who do I want? So if we get Chet at two, like, honestly, wouldn't mind A.J. Griffin um, as a shooter, you know, as somebody that spaces the floor, as somebody that, you know, if you have your backline defender back there, you don't necessarily have to worry a lot uh, on your, you know, point of attack defenders, uh, which Griffin would be. Um, but yeah, you know, AJ Griffin, his ability to shoot, uh, Johnny Davis, Johnny Davis has more of a, of a complete two way type game. Um, maybe not necessarily great at anything, but really good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've always been a proponent. I know a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't necessarily proponents of that, but I've always been a proponent of, you know, drafting Durian at 12 if he's there because, I don't think Chet is a five right now. He may be a five in a couple of years, whenever he fills out. Um, but if you're able to get, you know, Dirk and Dwight Howard in one draft, that's a beautiful thing right there, man. And especially you already have your point guard and you already have your creator in Shea and, and Giddy. Um, you know, there's going to be Lob City. It's going to be, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up a lot, I think, um, for the offense if you have those two guys there. Yeah, and I, I think I know where Cone's going with this one uh, for 12. Um, unless he's about to shop me. Cone, who, who are you thinking, man? Who's the guy that you hope falls to 12? Uh, I hope Duran falls. I'm a yeah, big fan of Duran. Um, I like Duran's game a lot. But um, personally, I also – I mean, I don't think Duran gets there. I had Duran mock nine to the Spurs – when I was doing it earlier, mm-hmm. I think he makes a lot of sense going there to them. Uh, I also think like the Knicks might take him because I don't know, for some reason, I feel like he'd have some crazy highlights with Obi in the garden. Um, for me personally, someone that I think could be there at 12 is Malachi Branham. I like his game mm. a lot. I see, I'm not saying he's going to be him, but I see shades of Devin Booker in yeah. Malachi. I like his game, his ability to create shots, what he showed at Ohio State, especially towards mm. the end of the season. Um, he's a guy that I think has a lot of potential as a shot creator, shot maker, just adding more guys who can uh, put the ball in the basket next to Shea, Trey, Giddy, uh, just continuing to add guys who can create for others, I think is huge for this team. And so I like, I think that he's a guy that would be great if we could get him at pick 12, Assume because like, I don't think Durings there. I don't think Griffin's there. So. So really interesting. Haven't heard a lot of heard a lot of people talk about Branham to OKC at twelve. How do you think he could play off ball alongside Shea and Giddy? 
Yeah, that's definitely um, a thought is how um, – because obviously, like, we've got two guys that need the ball in their hands in Shea and Giddy, um, although they're learning to play off ball with each other. But I think it would be fine. I mean, he's 19 years old. There's a lot of time for him to grow, to progress, which is the good part is that we're not trying to win right away. So there's a lot of time to figure things out with ball handlers. Um, but I do think he could be a solid off-ball player. Yeah, I like Brandon a lot. Um, I don't know where I would have him on my final big board, but yeah, I, I like you know if we took him, like I'd be extremely pleased. Like I think that um, you know the Devin Booker comparisons like are valid, like hundred um, percent. I just you know it, it kind of goes back to the question, like you know, there's the whole BPA and fit thing, but um, it goes back to the question, like can you really, like can you realize like the talent in the player that you're picking as quote unquote, the best player, if the fit is weird. So like, I'd be like, you know, if we took Branham, I'd be excited, but you know, I, I do have some question marks there, but you know, it's funny. You guys keep missioning Duran and I like Duran. Like, I think he'll be a good player. I just think that his fit next to Chet is kind of weird. Um, if we, if Maddie's scenario is to happen, at least part one of his scenario was to happen and magic take the take Chet. And we ended up with Jabari at two. I would be much more open to taking Jalen Duran. I actually like the fit of Jabari and Duran on this team with Shane Gideon Co. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know Chet plays a little bit high and low, so you know, it wouldn't be super like majorly, um, majorly an issue. But like, you know, and I know Chet shot forty percent from three in college, but. I don't project him to be like this immediate, like four spacing big, um, like, you know, Jabari Smith would, you know, coming right into the league. So long term, like, yeah, the fit makes a lot of sense. But uh, I guess like in the immediate future, it kind of has me a little worried. Um, I think if I'm yeah, picking, I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't think it's going to be like a Miles Turner, um, Devonta Sabonis type situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, you know, I mean, and I, I'm not saying that it won't work or couldn't work. I'm just saying, like, you know, it gives me a little bit of pause. But I, you know, the guy that if he was to fall 12, like, I'd be ecstatic is Johnny Davis. Um, you know, a guy that's just like an absolute bucket getter, but also like one of the best wing defenders in this class and also has one of the best motors in this class. And like, that's really important to me. Like, when I'm evaluating a prospect, um, just motor and dog like that's that's like their own category and Johnny Davis has it um, I think that you know if you was to pair him with Chet like your defense is automatically like just so much better and if you're able to hold on to Dort as well and you know play got you know Johnny Davis Dort and Chet together like you know maybe and alongside Giddy and Shea like playing like super small with Chet as your big like I think that that's a really fun lineup that can give you a lot of problems offensively and defensively. So I'm all for Johnny Davis. And for those of you guys that watch the league, if we were to draft Johnny Davis, I will forever call him Chalupa Batman because of his Taco Bell commercial. And I will not hear anything against it. So uh, Chalupa Batman for the, for Johnny Davis. I know Moles has seen the league. Connor, have you seen the league? I have. Yeah. 
Okay, so, so you you understand the reference. You see yeah, the vision. I, I, I see the vision. I see what you're going for here. Uh, Maddie's also losing his absolute mind. I think the Avalanche just won. Um, Let's freaking go! Okay, there it is. Yeah. Um, Maddie, tomorrow when the when the first of 17 trades happen. Um, <laughs> happy Joe for you, Maddie. Joe win the so, entire Stanley Cup or just tonight? Uh, no, we're up 3-1 now going back to Colorado. So uh, Okay. Gotcha. In the last game in Colorado, we won like 7-0. So it, uh, it looks pretty good for us. It was a ricochet, but I didn't see the puck. It actually ricocheted, went top shelf and then got caught in the net up top. So I was like, you know, where did you know, it go? You know, and nothing went off. You know who else didn't see the, the puck? You, cause you, you know, don't like hockey. The other goalie. No, man. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't see it. Well, it was a delayed reaction. Like everybody was like, what happened? Where is it? What what's going on? <laughs> and that's hockey. Oh my talk. gosh. <laughs> uh more. Well, we got our ho- our classic hockey segment in. I know the viewers have really been missing that one. Classic See, topic thought, avalanche. Thought, it's done. You thought I was gonna come on here and Jerry, you know, Jerry troll you and I don't <laughs> It's just a self-defense mechanism at this point, I expect it. <laughs> Robo Roy is way nicer than that. <laughs> yeah, Moles, I got to ask before we move on to the mock draft here. Um, what, how do you feel? I, I know you watch the league. How do you feel about the Chalupa Batman nickname for Johnny Davis? Um, I love it, except every time we reference him, we got to play the Taco Bell dong. Yes. Like, you know, we'll at get, some we'll point, if, if it happens. <laughs> but yeah, Chalupa Batman, that's, that's pretty That's pretty dope. <laughs> That's Hold up, so so it's not it's not because he's he's like a Mexican superhero. No, dude. No. no oh, okay. Cool. Definitely the Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, Chalupa Batman. Let's let's make the shirts, man. I already have ideas. Me, me and Sub are in the lab working. We're like Shay working on his jumper. So, all right, guys. Hey, let's get into it. Let's close out this pod with a little mock draft madness. Um, I'm just going to randomly select an order. We're not going to let Maddie go first because we want this to be as accurate as possible. Uh, <laughs> Ow, that hurts. Deeply. But it's, but it's fair. <laughs> I, I concede to you though. I am in the minority. It's fine. All right. Um, let, let's let Alex go first. Um, Alex, I'm going to let you have the first pick in this here, my draft. You got the Orlando magic who you got. I love chaos, so I'm going to go Jabari. I was about to say, if I just made that whole <laughs> spill at Moles and then you take chat, I was going to throw my phone. I would have taken Keegan Murray, Alex, but, you know, I that's that's a good pick. <coughs> yeah, there you go. All right, I like it. All right, we'll go to Cone. Cone with the number two pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, you know, man, this is, this is a toughie. Uh, there's a lot of people on the board here. Uh, I really like like Christian Braun out of uh, Kansas, uh, but I'm going to go with Chet Holmgren. All right. It, it was a tough decision, as Woj said, but ultimately that was the one we made. So, Matty Moles with the Houston Rockets at four. At three? Yes, um, that. That comes after two. <laughs> uh, I'll go Paolo Bancaro in this scenario. Okay. I like it. Uh, all right, with me on the Kings, this is where the draft can drift into chaos or it can go chalk. And 
I think that it's leaning chalk just because the Kings have such an astronomical asking price because, you know, why should they not? And I think they just go with Jaden Ivey at the number four pick to the Sacramento Kings. And, uh, yeah. So, Alex, going to you, number five, Detroit Pistons. Ooh, Detroit has – they have a they have a, they have have a dilemma there. They wanted Jaden Ivey, but he's no longer there. So, I'm going to go Benedict Matherin. Benny Math. I like it. The Mathlete. All right, number six, Connor for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Pacers are going to go Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. For what it's worth, uh, the Pacers really like Keegan Murray, and if he was able to fall there, that would be a nice fit. All right, Moles, the Trailblazers of Portland at number seven. Sorry, I was uh, looking up uh, <laughs> Avalanche stuff because we're one game away. So who just went? Uh, Keegan Murray to the Pacers. To the Pacers? Yeah. Okay. Um, who went five? Then and at Matherin. I, I'm okay. My bad. Gosh, um, Moles, you're fired. So Dyson Daniels at seven then. Yep. To, to play alongside Dame in this scenario because we're not doing trades. Yes. My bad. Sorry, bad, bad uh, podcasting. That's, you have I'm forfeited sorry. your pick. The league has taken away the Blazers' seventh overall pick. They ran out of time. Ah. Uh, All right, and with the eighth pick in the draft, not selecting for a team, I'm just saying the eighth pick in the draft, Shaden Sharp. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Alex Roy, number nine, with her to Spurs. Um, I'm gonna go Jalen Duran. All right, he he looked at Cone's mock draft. I see how it is. Uh, Cone ten for the Washington Wizards. Uh, I think AJ Griffin fits perfectly next to Beal. Okay, and to the Knicks, Maddie Moles at eleven. Um, Johnny Davis, but it's weird. But I go Johnny Davis here. Hey, you can pick somebody else if you want to. No, that that's who that's who, who they would take in the scenario. Dang it! You robbed me of my opportunity to take Chalupa Batman. How dare you? How dare you? All right. Well, much to the happiness of everybody that finds joy in my pain. I think that we would take Jeremy Sohan at this spot. Wow. I thought this was a perfect opportunity for you to take Ooze Tasty. Jane Gang. Jane Gang. Could have yeah. taken Malachi, man. Could have taken him. I, I would have taken Malachi Branham. I would have took Usman Shang. But I, I think at this point, if, if Sohan is still on the board at 12, I don't see us passing them up, depending on who else is on the board. I agree. Yeah. So, and by the way, like, what about Andrew, like, just coming in with all of his hot Sohan takes just to rub it in my face on the pod? That was great, great preparation for the podcast. Yeah, it was very nice. It was probably his best Jeremy Sohan as well. He, he grabbed the mic. He got really into it. So, all right, Cone. 13, Charlotte Hornets. Um, I'm going to go with Ochai. Ochai Baji. I like it. All right. And Moles to the Cavaliers. 
Malachi Branham. There you go. There's your guy. All right. Back to me, 15 to the Hornets. Uh, they're taking Mark Williams. I'm glad Cone didn't take him at 13 because there's no reason that the Cavs would ever take a big man. So, I mean, the, the Hornets could do whatever they want at 13. And they're still that's exactly why I did. I didn't take it. it for, like the one lock it feels like in this entire draft is Mark Williams to the Hornets somehow. Like, I feel like that's just a given. I know what Moles is so, going to say. He's going to say a team's going to try to trade up to 14. Well, <laughs> There's a lot of butt scuttle about Minnesota wanting a five. And Minnesota is at 19, and they yeah. could potentially move up to get Williams if they wanted to to help protect Cat. Because yeah. it sounds Future like they're going to run him at the Carl floor. Towns. Or they could just draft, it's weird. They could just draft Walker Kessler like Jonathan Gavoni. <laughs> oh, Kessler should not be in the first round, but I digress. No, definitely not that high. Like, Shout out my guy Metcalf. Like he would, he would die and then roll over in his grave if they took Walker Kessler at nineteen. But I digress. Alex, you are on the clock at number sixteen for the Hawks. I can't believe Usman Jang is still on on here. Mm-hmm. He's the pick. All right, Jang game moving to the ATL. All right, the Rockets cone seventeen. Man, there's a couple people here, actually. Um, but I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Tari Eason for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that feels like the right pick. All right, Moles for the Chicago Bulls. This is on behalf of our guy, Corey Tellaba, so don't mess it up. Jalen Terry, I think he's a high riser. Uh, you know, people kind of – like last minute, now he's starting to like – Maybe he's at the back end of the lottery, early 20s. I think this is a good spot for him at 18. All right. 19 for the Timberwolves. Uh, I'm going to go Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. Uh, I think that, you know, they're trying to possibly get rid of D'Lo. And I think that if you get rid of D'Lo, that not completely run your offense through Jalen Williams, but I think that he could split um, ball carrier duties with uh, Anthony Edwards. So, I like that fit there. And, and, you know, that's a guy that obviously just shot up like a rocket uh, throughout the combine. So, yeah, Jalen Williams, 19, and so Timberwolves. And uh, we're back to Alex, 20 at the Spurs. So, in hearing the news that the Spurs may be looking to trade uh, DeJounte Murray for John Collins, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go Ty Ty Washington here. I die. All right. Connor with the Nuggets at 21. Um, I like EJ Liddell for them. Okay. Yeah. Nice veteran player. Fills in there at the tweener spot. I can see it. Subs in for Jermichael Green that we just got. Yep. Replaces the, the now Thunder legend. Yes, of course. All right. Moles at 22. The Grizzlies. Who are you going to take to break our hearts? Jaden Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did that. That feels like a spot for him. It's a spot. It's a spot. Don't know what kind of spot, but all right. Philadelphia 76ers at 23 for me. <sighs> Interesting. I've got to think about who else been picked here. Okay. I got, I got to do right by Ryan here, Cone. So, 
Uh, I think I'm going to go Marjan Beauchamp if they do pick this, keep this pick. Um, he's obviously a little bit older. I think he's 24. Um, but, you know, he's a rangy wing, uh, really athletic. And I think he could give you some good minutes off your bench. So, uh, you know, if Ryan's got a problem with that, you know, let, let him know. I'm sorry, Connor. <laughs> yeah, I'll let him know to contact you if he does. All right, appreciate it. Alex, going to you at the Bucks, 24. Um, so, 24. I mean, there's nothing that that the uh, Bucks need more than shooting. They love shooting, especially around, you know, Giannis. So, I'm going to go Nikola Jovic. Okay, Nikola Jovic. You just broke the Spurs' hearts. <laughs> you did. You took you took the international guy that they wanted really bad. Yep. All right, uh, Cone. Well, mend the Spurs' broken hearts, man. At twenty five, man, these Spurs—they got a lot of picks here, huh? Um, this is tough. There's a lot of different guys I think could go here. Um. Like, I like Kennedy Chandler for them, but they picked up Ty Ty earlier. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Bryce McGowan's. Mm, okay. I like it. Got that dog in him. He got that dog in him. All right. Uh, Moles, the Rockets, 26. Jake Laravia, which I think is like – a really smart pick for them. Uh, very much exactly. That's way too smart of a pick for them. <laughs> yeah, I was. But I, I mean, but they they need it though. So oh, I, yeah, I think I that works. Yeah. All right. That's, like good. That's a good pick there. Kind of upset because I wanted him for the Heat with my pick, but you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, for Miami Heat, I'll take Blake Wesley. I think it's a, a guy that can, you know, handle some ball handling duties. And, you know, he's also young. He's got time to develop. Uh, Miami Heat are one of the best teams at utilizing their G League. So I feel like they could do that to make sure he gets all the reps he needs to get all the development he needs. And, yeah, I like Wesley there. Um, Alex, to you at 28 for the World, the Champion, World Champion Warriors. Um. I'm going to go, huh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go Prashida here. Ah, oh, come on, man. Yeah, that sounds sad. right. Yep. I will cry. I'll literally cry if Gabriel Prashida goes to the Warriors. Like, I will cry alligator tears. All right, Connor, uh, make it better with the Grizzlies pick at 29. I'm going to go Christian Brown. Okay, that that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, Moles, 30. Denver Nuggets, who you got? Such a weird spot. Um, Patrick Baldwin Jr., probably for them, just the upside. Guarantee contract's a little scary, but they did just give uh, – Porter Jr. the bag, so like I guess they're not too scared of that. Yeah. All right, Pacers who have taken Benedict Matherin. No, they took Keegan Murray. Okay, they took Keegan Murray. Hmm. 
I have no idea who did take. As much as it pains me to say, I could see Max Christie going here at 31 to the Pacers. Hurts my heart. I wanted him to make it there to 34, but I don't think he does in this scenario. So I'm going to go Max Christie uh, with a heavy heart. So good. Alex at 32, the Orlando Magic, who you pairing up with the Jabari Smith? Um, I'm going to go with Wendell Moore. Yep. That's, that's another one that hurts. That's another guy I like there in, in the second. So, all right, Cone. Uh, I mean, I mean, Dylan, you're not going to draft 38 players. Like, I am going to draft 30. Chill, bro. Players. All right, 33 with the Raptors. What you got? 33 with the Raptors. Um, just because I feel like he could have gone so much earlier and BPA, I'm going to go Kennedy Chandler. Okay. And Moles wrapping it up, 34 with the Thunder. Prachita's gone. Christie's gone. Wendell Moore's gone. Who are you thinking? Um, well, I think we should all kind of like say who we would take in That's this That's what spot. I was going to do, Moles. Gosh, stealing my thunder. Um, <laughs> uh, uh I'll say the guy I said earlier, even if we got Chet, I'll say Christian Coloco here. But there are a lot of other options uh, on the board. Okay, that's fair. Uh, let's go reverse order. So, Cone, who, who would you have uh, if the Thunder, you know, with the board shaping up as it is, and you had the Thunder's pick 34, who are you taking? Uh, I also like Coloco, but I'll switch it up and pick someone different. Um <clears throat> I like it like a Jalen Williams, I think would be an interesting pick there. Obviously, we've already gotten Chet, but like we don't really have bigs anyways. So I don't really mind doubling up there. Okay. Alex, what about you, man? All right. I will say mine now. Uh so in our uh my fault, my fault, man. I was talking. I was talking. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. Um <laughs> so uh i mean blake wesley he's gone bro is he where i took him for the heat oh okay you broke my heart um <laughs> serves you right so i mean yeah so you know our our no ceilings collective guys were always talking about this guy mm-hmm. uh but ryan rollins out of toledo if he's there at 34 and all these other guys are gone, um, I can see that. And maybe even Kendall Brown, if he's, you know, if he slips down to, uh, to 34, I can see that also. Yeah, I, I can see any of those guys. I can see Peyton Watson out of UCLA, just a guy that was, you know, in the top 10 last year uh, in terms of uh, the high school recruits. Just didn't get a fair shake at UCLA. Still got a lot of talent. I mean, I could also see Christian Brown. Uh, I believe he's still on the board. Nobody took him. You know, I mean, just a guy that can shoot. Uh, he's got the attitude of a winner. He's, he's definitely got that dog in him. Probably has a little bit too much dog in him sometimes, but uh, also pretty athletic. So, yeah, I would like Christian Brown there as well. Well, fellas, tomorrow is that faithful day. Uh, listeners, today is that faithful day, as you will probably be listening on draft day, uh, 
guys, final thoughts before we get into the draft. Like the next time that we have a podcast, we'll be talking about who we picked in the draft. Do you have any final thoughts? And I'll start with I'll start with Alex this time. Alex, do you have any final thoughts? Uh just lock in, man. This is this is what we wanted last year. You know, this is this is the uh, scenario that we wanted last year. And last year we actually came away with some pretty good players. Um, so I'm I'm not expecting any less this year, you know. So let's go, you know, whether it's Chet Holmgren, um, Jabari Smith Jr., Paolo Bancaro, whatever. Um, I, I do believe that we're gonna come out of here with at least one great player with the possibility of two great players. Um, and so, you know, everything's coming to fruition as far as this rebuild, as far as, you know, that, you know, that, that, that morning that we woke up and Paul George was traded for 85 picks, you know, that's, that's starting, that's starting to come to fruition. So I'm excited. I can't wait. You know, I feel like, uh, what is it? 18 hours from now is way too long. So let's, let's get that. My let's God. get that. Yeah, come on. Hey, I'm going to need you to use your time stone there, Maddie, and fast forward a little bit to get us there. Uh, actually, I think it's like that, yeah. All right, uh, Connor, man, what what's your final thoughts before we head to, head to draft time? I'm so excited for this to be over, man. I am, <laughs> I have been stressed. I've, it feels like it's been cr- like crawling towards the draft. I'm really excited for it to be over. I'm excited about the potential players we're going to get. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, we're going to be a lot closer to making our way back to that championship contention that we miss from however, like six years ago or whatever how long it's been now. Um, like Dylan, you were saying, like this is like kind of we're, we're seeing like what is coming from all of the stuff that has happened in the past. Um, Alex, I'm with you. It's just. It's very exciting times to be a Thunder fan. I'm also very ready for it to be over, though. And I can't wait for the day that we're contending and I don't have to sit here uh, panicking for like three weeks after. The, even when we do well in the lottery, I'm still panicking. So I just need we need to wrap this rebuild up. Go trade for LeBron or something. Let's let's get this show on the road. There you go. Bring, bring KD home man. let him let him see it through. Uh, all right, Maddie Moles, what's your final thoughts on this draft cycle? AD to OKC. Let's get that done um, next year after everything blows up in Brooklyn. Um, speaking of New York, I do, I do feel like maybe we're going to take on some bad salary from New York to help them free up money for Brunson or for Kyrie. And that would be par for the course. So my final thoughts, I was thinking about this today. It feels like it was just, just a few days ago, really not a few, but like, pretty recent memory that I saw Woj say, you know, the Oklahoma city thunder have traded Danny green for Al Horford and uh, the rights to Mitch and a 2025 protected first. And then we ended up getting what Poku that draft. And we were talking about, Hey, maybe we can move up to get ball. Maybe, you know, we're going to be able to get involved in the top five. Somehow we'll move up. This seems like it's going to be the last year that we take on bad salary and do all that stuff. I feel like we're probably going to hear that early morning tomorrow. I don't know what that looks like, but we're definitely going to use that space. And I'm really excited to see the bombs drop after we draft our first pick. 
And hopefully that first pick is Chet. But if it's not, I'm guarding my heart for whoever's wearing that OKC Thunder hat because Alperin Shangun just a year ago <laughs> rocked OKC Thunder stuff and it didn't turn out to be that way. So the NBA draft is wild. Prepare your heart and be ready. Absolutely, man. And if I was to give my final thoughts uh, before the draft, and I would just say, you know, no matter what happens, if we stay put, if we trade up, if we trade back, if we trade out, um, let's follow what we said we was going to follow last year and just trust the Presti. The dude batted a 1,000 last year despite the naysayers. Um, you know, he's got a lot of options. He's got a lot of things to play with in terms of, you know, what he can do in this draft. And, you know, like I said, there's a lot of value in this draft. So no matter what happens, even if we trade up and take Jeremy Sohan, I'm going to be annoyed. I'm not going to lie to you. But at the end of the day, I'm going to trust the Presti. I'm going to do what I didn't do last year. I'm going to trust the Presti. So, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's, I mean, at the top of the draft, his track record is pristine and impeccable. So, yeah. Trusting the Presti. So with that being said, guys, Maddie Moles has something to say. <laughs> um, well, what do you, what's your ritual outfit real quick for the draft? What are you guys going to be rocking tomorrow? I'll be wearing wear my, my trust the Presti shirt. shirt. Yeah, probably. Man, I don't know. I wore my Thunder jersey for last year's draft and it went well. Uh, I also wore that for the lottery and it went well. But part of me feels like I should switch it up. So maybe like a like a the white Shea shirt or something like that. So I think I'll be I'll be a little bit professional uh, tomorrow because I will be covering the draft from about as close to the Thunder War Room as you can get. So I'll be I'll be at the practice facility um, during the draft. So you know I might I, I might go early to uh, to Jerry's party. Uh, but then around 6.30, kind of bounce out and go to uh, to the practice facility. And hopefully, you know, maybe just something juicy breaks there. You know, maybe somebody opens the door and I see a, I see a whiteboard with some with some writing on it with the, uh, you know, with the draft order, whoever <laughs> they want to get or whoever. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for that. And so just make sure you're, you're checking into uh, Topic Thunder for, for that, you know, for, for that tomorrow. They're going to eat. So, they're going to open up the door and they're going to see a, a printed out screenshot of Maddie's tweet like taped onto the whiteboard with the Maddie strange meme next to it. And Sam Price is going to turn <laughs> around and see you and hit you with one of those men in black, like mind erasers. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, and Loki's going to happen to like find me and drag me into that war room. And then they're going to neutralize me forever. Um, so, Nobody knows this. I'm just making this announcement now. Y'all, if you have a Topic Thunder shirt, I want pictures of you rocking it and send it to us at OKC Topic Thunder and we'll randomly pick one of you and then the next shirt drop we have is a shirt on me. So I want to I wanna see some, uh, some good vibes. I want everybody to bust out their shirts and I want to see them. So... There you go. So we're going to randomly select somebody and the next shirt we have, you're going to see a shirt on Maddie. So that's exciting. (laughs) 
You did say shirt yeah, on Yeah, that's me. exactly what I said. A shirt yeah, I will Maddie, buy you, speci- Maddie I, specifically I will, will buy you a shirt. <laughs> I will buy your shirt. Yes. There you go. Bro, I thought I thought you about to drop some bad news or some shit like that. <laughs> I thought he was leaving. He's, He's like, guys, I guys, I'm from the future. I've seen what happens. He's like, I know too much. I too am cursed with knowledge. So um, but yeah, um, before we close out, just want to remind everybody we are gonna be doing spaces once again. Um, you know, the draft's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll probably start about 7.30, 7.45 Eastern Standard Time. Honestly, it just depends on when I can get home. Nova is in the pick you again. Hopefully he comes home tomorrow. There's talk he could have came home today, but he didn't. So if he comes home tomorrow, it's going to be kind of a whirlwind because we got to wait till I get off work. But we will be having a spaces tomorrow. We had a great time during the lottery. Uh, I think most of the team is planning on joining in at some point in the spaces and then immediately after we make our final pick. So if that's 34, then after 34, we're going to cut off the spaces. If we trade out from 34, immediately after 12, we're going to cut off the spaces and then we're going to record our reaction pod. So, uh, you know, if you want to join us for the spaces for all of our draft picks for the live reactions, and if you're unable to watch the draft, like a lot of people is unable to watch the lottery, he used our spaces to kind of, you know, listen to what happened. We'd love to have you guys join us. And, you know, it was a good time. We'll look forward to hearing from you. So, fellas, putting a close to this absolutely chaotic draft cycle, uh, having many guests from, from no ceilings to, you know, draft Twitter Gee, guys. Keandre for Hoop Intellect, um, Mavs Draft, Sam Ferris at Draft Dummies. I mean, just like and, and the, darts. Yeah, the Thunder Roundtable with Brandon Raybar, Ryan Styles, and Andrew Schleck. Like, hey, you know, we we couldn't have done this. Like, we couldn't have had any of these guys without you. Like, you know, just the support that you guys have given us in this draft cycle. Like I, I can't even put into words how much it's means meant to us and the knowledge, the knowledge that we've been stowed that we have been bestowed upon by them. Yeah. That was our draft research, just having these guys on and asking them questions. And you know, it helped us make it helped make us smarter. And I, I hope it helped make you smarter as well. But you know, we're not slowing down just because the draft is ending. We're gonna keep up with the two pods a week. We're gonna keep the guests rolling in. We got some fun creative ideas. We got some more guys that are uh, lined up to come in and talk a little bit more Thunder basketball. So keep it here uh, for you know all your Thunder content. So guys, thank you for joining me one more time. Listeners, thank you for listening and supporting us. I uh, hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can, if you can before the draft. And as always, Thunder up! Thunder up! Thunder up! Thunder up. Alex, I-, I need more energy than that, man. Thunder up! All right. Well, it'll do. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.